Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You're listening to My Millennial Career, and I'm here to help you win at work. Today on the show, we're talking about how to get more feedback from your boss. If you want to develop in your career and you want to grow and maybe get a promotion this year or maybe take on a new role, you need more feedback. You need actually more constructive feedback. But here's the deal. Most of us don't get enough feedback at work. And so today on the show, I'm going to give you the three ways you can get more feedback from your boss so that you can use that to grow, to develop, and to hit your career goals. My name's Shelley Johnson, and I'm a HR consultant at Boldside, where I help businesses build standout leaders and build an epic team culture people don't want to leave. If your team needs HR help, hit me up. You'll find me on LinkedIn. Ready to get more feedback? Let's get into it. I can't tell you how many people I've heard say, I don't get enough feedback. And I think this is a real problem in most workplaces. We're always so focused on the next thing, like the next goal we have to achieve, the next big project we have to work on. But we don't often take the time to look backwards and think, hey, what worked in that situation? What didn't work? What could have I done better or differently to get an improved outcome? The other side of the coin with this whole feedback thing is that often managers don't spend enough time with their direct reports on this whole area of growth and development. So if that's you and you're thinking, oh, my manager, they just do not give me enough feedback. I'm going to give you three ways you can get more feedback at work. Now, this works for your boss, but it can also work for your peers as well. Before I share those three ways, there's this research that Forbes actually put out and it was a while ago. But they said over 60% of employees want more feedback at work. And I, I actually wonder if, the, if it's even higher than that because I haven't come across a person that's like, I get way too much feedback. Like I'm just drowning in all the feedback that I receive. And it's just such an anomaly to get a lot of good constructive feedback. So what I want you to do as we get into this episode, I want you to take notes, write it down in your phone, Write down these three things because they're so practical and helpful and it's really going to impact the dynamic with your boss. So write it down, take notes, re-listen, send it to a friend because it's going to be really helpful. All right, number one, the first way to get more feedback from your boss is to ask in advance. So what do I mean by that? Well, one of the main reasons we don't get solid feedback is because we ask for it after the fact. So What happens is, and I remember doing this so much early in my career, I would do a big project and I would talk to my boss afterwards. So let's say there was one project I was working on where we were implementing a new HR system and we were so flat out on the project, it was massive. And by the end of it, I remember talking to my boss once it was over and was like, oh, hey, what do you think I could have done differently? How could I improved? And by that point, we've worked so hard for so long and it'd been like a you know, six-month project. 
And for her, she's probably trying to rack her brain of going, oh, I can't remember all the details, but here's some kind of rough ideas. What happens when we ask for feedback after the fact is often our manager has forgotten a lot of the gold. So they will see stuff throughout the project or the presentation or the client pitch, whatever it is that you're working on. They'll see things. But once the moment's passed, they're managing so many people that doesn't necessarily stay in their mind unless it's something really significant. And so I want you to get into the habit of asking in advance for feedback. For me, one of the really practical ways I did this, once I learned this kind of practice, is I would have to do a lot of presenting my role. And that was one area that I really wanted to get better in. So what I did, anytime I had to present, I would ask two, maybe three people to take notes in my presentation. And I'd ask them to think about the things that I could improve in. So by doing that, by asking in advance, they were helping me by collating that feedback for me. I wasn't asking them afterwards and they're like, oh, it was good. Like, I think, I think it was really good overall. It was actually making them aware of, hey, I want feedback. I want to grow and develop in this area. Can you help me? And that was such a huge shift for me in getting and actually collating feedback. And it's funny because you can use that with your boss, but you can also use that with people who are good in an area that you want to grow in. So I want you to try this out. I want you to use this at work. Start this week. In your next one-on-one with your manager, tell them about a project you've got coming up and that you would like them to collate feedback. You would like them to give you constructive feedback because sometimes managers don't know what areas we want to grow in. Or maybe some managers are not very comfortable sharing constructive advice. But by asking in advance, they're going to be more attentive to your performance on a particular project, which means that you'll get more actionable and specific feedback throughout that. Try this out and let me know how you go. All right, number two, the next way to get more feedback from your boss is to ask specific questions. I've said this before on the podcast, but I'm going to say it again because it happens so regularly. This is what I hear in so many one-on-ones and so many meetings with leaders. They say this one question, do you have any feedback for me? And it's like crickets always. It's just, it's just like, oh, not really, no, nothing pressing or no, it's going all good. Like and you just don't get anything of value from that question. So I'm going to give you a couple of questions now that I want you to write down. These questions really open up a conversation. The first one, what did you love about X? So I want you to actually seek out positive feedback. We're so awkward about positive feedback. I don't know what it is. We're like, feel like, oh, if I ask someone about what they liked about what I did, I'm fishing for compliments. And I just fundamentally disagree with that. We need to know what people liked so we can do more of. It's like when you're testing the algorithm on Instagram, you realize, oh, people like that. So I'll do more of that. So I want you to get into the habit of asking this question. Ask your boss, hey, what did you love about that presentation? Or what did you love about that customer interaction? The next question I want you to ask is, what could I change for next time? Future-focused questions like this one help you to fast forward and go, okay, well, there's always things I can learn and grow. So what can I do differently or what can I change that will improve the outcome in future? There was this research done by Deloitte and Harvard Business Review around how in performance review conversations, we need to focus on the future 
rather than getting stuck in the past. So often when you have feedback conversations, people really dwell on all the problems that happened. Whereas what I want you to do in your, in your questions and in your language when it comes to feedback is think future focused. Think about what you can change in future, not dwelling on, oh, when you did that, that really sucked. Well, that's not very empowering and it can make you feel really crappy. So with your questions, focus on the future and you'll get more constructive insights. All right, the last question. If you were doing X, how would you approach it? So you're inviting advice here and bosses and managers love to give advice. I think we feel like we're professional advice givers where we just come in and we're like, I've got all this wisdom to share. So your first two questions are really focusing on the actual thing that happened and what you can do differently next time. And the last question is inviting advice. So it's really open. You could even frame this as, what advice do you have for me? By saying, what advice do you have for me? You're making an assumption that they have advice as opposed to, do you have any advice for me? And that's a yes and no answer. Whereas what advice do you have for me is open and it assumes that they have some. So it makes them more likely to give you input. So you can see they're subtle changes, but they're guaranteed to get you better information, better input, better coaching that will help you improve. All right, we're going to go to a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to share with you the final tip, which is counterintuitive to make sure that you get better feedback. We love learning how to do all things well, which is why we have a bunch of different podcasts on a variety of topics. So go and check out My Millennial Investor, My Millennial Money Professional, My Millennial Property, My Millennial Money, and our Spotify exclusive show, My Millennial Daily. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right. Number three, focus on one key skill you want to improve. Here's the deal. If you're anything like me, you're the type of person and you're listening to this podcast so you're an overachiever you're passionate about growing in your career and you're obsessed with fixing all your faults and probably ruminate on them and the thing that happens for us is we want to improve everything all the time non-stop it's like we have this list of 300 things that we need to fix in 2023 and we're <laughs> we're like trying to do all of these fixes at the same time And that just doesn't work. It's not sustainable. It takes a lot of energy and we don't actually get good at a key skill. We're focusing our attention over too many things 
And instead, what I want you to do, if you really want to fast track your growth, focus on one key skill at a time. Don't focus on eight things. Don't be like, I need to fix my Excel knowledge and my copywriting skills and my financial management and my leadership. No, no, no. Too many things. It's going to be too difficult. Focus on one thing. I know I mentioned up front, one of the big things for me early in my career was I had to do a lot of presenting and I liked it and enjoyed it, but that didn't mean that I was good at it. And so I had to work on that skill. And for you, I want you to find what's the one thing. If you get this one thing nailed, it's going to have a disproportionate impact on your career. So let's think about public speaking. You might have to do a bit of public speaking in your role but you're nervous about it. You find yourself feeling that anxiety, which is totally normal, but you want to overcome some of those feelings so that you can do this more and improve. Great. Nail that. Focus on that. What I want you to do is talk to your boss and tell them, hey, the one key skill I want to focus on for the first half of this year is growing in my public speaking or whatever that is for you. Can you help me in this area? Can we have regular discussions about this, about how I'm going and having more opportunity to practice and test that skill so that I can grow in it? You can see how having one focus area actually helps your boss and your manager because they go, okay, cool. John wants to focus on public speaking. So I'm going to give him more opportunities to do that. And then I'm going to give him regular feedback in our one-on-one. And it might become like a standing agenda in your monthly or however often you catch up with your manager. It might become a standing agenda item where you just have that in there and you say, hey, can we talk about that thing again? Can we talk about whether you've had any feedback or you've seen me do something that you think I can do better or seen me do something well? So I want you to figure out what's the one key skill you need to focus on that's going to have a huge impact on your overall performance. Now, if you're not sure what that skill is and you're trying to think right now as we're talking what would that be for me? That's in itself is a conversation to have with your manager. So sit down with them in your next one-on-one meeting, sit down with them. Or if you don't have one of those scheduled in, I'd encourage you book one in, sit down with them and talk about your career goals. I cannot stress how important this is. This is something that it should be normal and every manager should do it, but they don't. And I wish they did. If your manager doesn't do this, it's on you. Sit down with them, talk to them about it. And here's how I would do it. I would meet with them and I would say, hey, I want to talk to you about some of my goals for the next 12 months. One of my growth goals is to get into X position eventually. What do you think would be the one key skill I need to focus on in order to get there? So you are inviting them in to that discussion and they will help you work out what is the one skill you should focus on in order to get to that ultimate goal. So by having this conversation, you can establish, well, what's the one key skill? And then from there, once you've worked that out, you then say to them, okay, I need your help. Can you give me regular feedback about how I'm going with that one key skill? And then in your monthly one-on-ones, you go back, you ask those questions we talked about before, and you make sure that before any time you're practicing that skill, you ask for feedback in advance. I'm so pumped to see how using these strategies is going to help you grow in your career and help you reach your bigger goals, your long-term goals. 
Seriously, I cannot say enough. This stuff works. I've seen it with so many people in their career when they shift the dialogue around feedback and they actually take control over those feedback conversations, they get more coaching from their leader. And this has such a huge impact. Let's recap. The three ways to get more feedback from your boss are number one, ask in advance. Number two, ask specific questions. And number three, focus on one key skill you want to improve. Well, as always, thanks for hanging out and listening to My Millennial Career. If you enjoyed the episode, share this one with a friend. That's how we get the podcast out there. Thanks heaps. We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respects to their elders past, present and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. We love learning how to do all things well, which is why we have a bunch of different podcasts on a variety of topics. So go and check out My Millennial Investor, My Millennial Money Professional, My Millennial Property, My Millennial Money, and our Spotify exclusive show, My Millennial Daily. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 